today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about your hydro rates. Uh, several stories over the last couple of uh, weeks now have been written about increasing hydro rates for some users uh, because we get focused on other things with COVID-19 and, and our local economies and sending kids back to school, etc. Uh, a lot of us haven't paid a lot of attention to, to what's happened, especially with hydro. Uh, the uh, rates we were told, of course, uh, were frozen at a period of time. We thought, hey, this is great. Well, unbeknownst to a lot of people, that, that freeze ended some time ago. And uh, there's been a change. And, and some people think it's uh, something that needs to be talked about uh, to bring it to our consciousness about what's happening. I want to bring Steve Applin into the conversation. Steve is the publisher of Emission Track, which uh, monitors CO2 carbon dioxide emissions for energy use. And, and always a welcome guest on the program. Steve, uh, been a while. Thanks so much for the time today. Yeah, great to be here, Bill. Let's talk a little bit about hydro rates. This has been the bane of everybody's existence, I think, for God knows how long, as long as you've been a homeowner, I guess, or even a renter in situations like this. Uh, maybe the worst-case scenario we had was a few years ago when people were actually having the hydro shut off in the middle of the winter because uh, they couldn't afford that. Uh, uh, the governments, of course, at that time it was the wind government, uh, stepped in and tried to reduce the rates, which we paid for eventually anyway. But uh, I, I don't know that any government's really gotten it right. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people were praising this government uh, uh, initially, uh, Steve, when uh, they decided to freeze the off-peak rate at uh, 1001 for a period of time, 24-7. And everybody thought, this is great. We don't have to worry about this with all the other crap that's going on with COVID. But that's gone, isn't it? And, and what a lot of people have told me about is they've seen their, act, their rate actually start to increase again. Yes, uh, I noticed my rate, just the difference between April, May, June, uh, that, which is around 17, 18 cents a kilowatt hour, it uh, went up to 23 in July. And uh, what changed in my patterns of usage? Nothing, other than uh, that I was barely here in July. So, my, uh, so yes, it's, uh, it's gone back up. You can't, uh, what the, the, the government's approach to reducing rates uh, uh, is just basically kicking something down the road. This is, you know, I'm not criticizing them, this is they're, they're grappling with how to you know, take a long-term fix to this. But in the meantime, they're hoping to do something with the credit card, which is exactly what the wind government did. So uh, there, somewhere along the line, we're going to have to have a full reckoning of the, you know, the, the costs of, of electricity and, and how to get it down because uh, we're not going to electrify and decarbonize our economy uh, on the basis of 23 cents per kilowatt hour electricity. There are probably two things that anybody who ever runs for elected office in this province promises us. Uh, one is to reduce wait times. So how's that going? Uh, and the other is to reduce hydro rates. And and they've all tried it, and they've all taken a kick at the can with it, Steve. Uh, I don't. This is not an easy solution. But my goodness, I mean, just we seem to be going in circles here. Yes, and and uh, well, there's a there's a very interesting legal case coming up that I'm just watching like a hawk, and every day I'm disappointed that it's not in the news. And that's the National Steel Car. Uh, case uh, from Hamilton uh, against the ISO over the global adjustment. Uh, this is that the company, the plaintiff, is is suing the ISO or taking the ISO to court, and claiming that the global adjustment, uh, which is a big component of our electricity cost, uh, is a indirect tax and therefore unconstitutional. And they've won a number of important legal, tactical legal victories in the last little while. It's going to be going back to a to the superior court in Ontario to get a full hearing. And that's going to be very interesting when that case starts, because this is going to be a full airing of uh, exactly what you and I are talking about, and exactly how uh, rates, went, how and why rates went up, and and hopefully how to get them lower. 
You know, as we've found in past discussions, Steve, you and I could spend the rest of the day here talking about uh, the, the complexities of, of hydro and, and power delivery in this province. Uh, and, and there's a lot of one-offs and finger-pointing and, and quote-unquote arm's-length bodies. Uh, but a lot of this does, does really, uh, I guess, uh, circle around the Ontario Energy Board, which is supposed to review kilowatt-hour rates. on. I think they do it on a semi-annual basis a couple of times a year. Uh, and every time the government says, well, you know, we can't control this, you know, because that's an arm's length body, but they appoint members to that. Uh, maybe you could just give us a 20 second, uh, outline as, as to what's going on here and why this is such a complex problem. And nobody seems to really have a handle on how they can do much about it. That's right. It's, well, it's, it's an arm's length body that they appoint people to exactly as you said. And, uh, at the end of the day, the government does have, the current government is, is in a bit of a, let's be fair to them. They're, 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 uh, they're in a bit of a, they're in a bit of a, mind over this but the former government is the is the cause of this rate increase by ramming uh, green energy into the system and this was over the heads of the oeb so however uh, independent the oe the ontario energy board is the previous government set the rates for green energy and and forced it into the system and 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 basically forced the oeb to just uh, uh, clean up after them so that's uh that's it's it's a convenient body it's an expert body Full of uh, diligent, uh, uh, competent people, but you're right. They're appointed by the government, and and they've got limited uh, uh, latitude over over the setting of rates. And uh, the the real causes of the of the major increases over the past years were done by politicians and their staffers. And uh, these are things that really need to, that are in that are crying out for a uh, full airing in the public, as well as uh, possibly. Um, um, downward pressure on the rates that they received. But when governments have done that in the past, uh, I'm, I'm, way, I'm going all the way back to Ernie Eves now, who took over from Mike Harris back in the late 1990s, uh, and say, okay, we're going to freeze rates or try to give you a rate reduction. We pay for it one way or another, don't we? I mean, because if they're subsidizing it, they're subsidizing it with our own money. Yeah. Well, the Eves, uh, the Eves freeze that you're referring to, I remember that, four cents a kilowatt hour. Yeah. Can you imagine four cents a kilowatt hour? That's what we're paying for natural gas per kilowatt hour. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, they were able to do this because back back then we did have low-cost, you know, all low-cost uh, uh, power in our system with the exception of a couple of the natural gas plants up in northern Ontario. But but it was, uh, it was mostly on the basis of very low-cost power. The situation has changed since then because now we've got high-cost power and it's contractually in there for 20 years as the, under the Green Energy Act and not just not just high rates per kilowatt hour, but these things, you know, it doesn't get onto the grid by magic. You have to hook them up with wires and those wires cost money and, uh, and it causes uh, problems for the system operator and the system operator's got to keep redundant sources. It just goes on and on, Bill. And the, uh, the the idea of of a rate freeze and getting back down to the good old days of four cents a kilowatt hour is looks like a pretty challenging uh, prospect as, as you and I are looking at it today. But I really do believe that there are some things that we could do at least symbolically to address the the, the quite unjustifiably high rates of some of the wind and solar contracts. Well, I know, as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, I mean, we've got other things on our mind, obviously, with COVID and, and the economy and kids going back to school, et cetera. But it's going to get colder, and, uh, you know, we're going to start looking at this, and I think it's going to move up to the uh, the front burner pretty quickly on this. So I know this is uh, not the last time you and I are going to talk about this, Steve. There's another conversation soon to be had on this. But thanks so much for jumping in today. really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Bill. Thank you.
You take care. Steve Applin, of course, the publisher of Emission Track. Uh, and very much concerned about hydro rates. And uh, frank, frankly, you know, I, I don't think the government's paying a whole lot of attention to it right now either because they've got their priorities someplace else. But uh, it is something that, that is going to have an impact on each and every one of us because it, it impacts how much money goes out of our households every month, right? And uh, that's only going to go up uh, the, now that they've changed uh, some of those regulations they put in place when the COVID shutdown first started. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.